Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insights, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. Welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Rupert Shaler. Are you stuck on a partner's potential instead of their reality? It's a really easy thing to become stuck on their potential rather than their reality because you so want to believe in the potential. And you can get very, very stuck. And I use that word advisedly, and I'll probably say it way too many times in this episode. But potential is qualities and abilities that may be developed for future success. They're not developed, but they may be developed. They exist in a possibility, and you may see that possibility and buy into that possibility, but it's a possibility. It's not an actuality. And after you've been in a relationship with a hijackal, one of those difficult folks, you know, hijackal is my term for them, people who hijack relationships for their own purposes and then relentlessly scavenge those relationships for power, status, and control. Once you've been in a relationship with them for a while, you have to begin to see, or I hope you begin to see, that it's always about potential but it's not about their actual reality. And that's so important. So you can procrastinate making decisions about the relationship um, because you're focused on that potential. And when you really are focused on the potential instead of the reality, you can use up a lot of life. You really can use up a lot of life. And so many people have told me when we're talking about the hijackal relationship they have, that they're always hearing things like, well, I'm going to do it. I am planning on doing it. One day I will do it. I'm, I'm right on the edge of greatness. Or you may find yourself um, making up reasons why you're with the hijackal and saying those same things. I know they're going to. They're just on the edge. They're having difficulty getting started. But once they get going, it'll be great. Um, They're about to find their stride. It's going to happen. There's just three things they have to do first, or they're getting ready to. And I was speaking in Texas, I don't know, about 10 years ago to a women's organization. And I was talking to them about the phenomenon of getting ready to get ready, or at least that's what I call it, that you never actually do the thing, but you're getting ready to get ready to do the thing. And there's a lot of that that we can buy into about ourselves or particularly about a hijackal partner, where we are getting ready to. And the funny thing about uh, speaking to that group of women in Texas was after I'd spoken, a lot of people were waiting to talk to me. And there was one woman who was just kind of resting back there, waiting till everybody else was done. And she finally came up to me and she said, 
Um, I just wanted to mention that here in Texas, we're not getting ready to get ready. We're fixing to get ready. Now, is there a hijackle in your life who's fixing to get ready to do something with their potential, but they have never actually done it? Or they've done one tiny little thing and they want to be praised to the hilt for that and they never did another thing? Well, that's fixing to get ready. And what is the hijackle in your life fixing to get ready to do? And how are you buying into that story that they actually are fixing to get ready to do it? I have worked with people all over the world who are in relationship with partners or parents or siblings or someone who has hijackal tendencies, and they're always going to be better. They're always going to show up in a better way. They're always going to stop belittling if they will admit they are belittling, but they never do what they say they're going to do. And that is what we call future faking. If I can get you to buy into something down the road, I can get you off my back in this moment. So future faking becomes a big deal. And I've done an episode on it so you can find it. But we buy into their stories because we want to. It relieves us of having to deal with today's reality. We can buy into a possible, potential tomorrow's reality. And hijackals count on you to do that. They count on being able to run that grift on you. They do. Because, ah, look, I will do that. I will do that soon. I will do that next week. They're never going to do it. But they want you to buy in to a future potential. And maybe if you've been with a hijackle for a while, you now convince yourself to buy into the potential. And then you begin to recognize that, that they always have something that has to happen before they can do what ought to be done to realize the potential. Is this sounding familiar to you? This is the way hijackals roll. And so you want to know, like, if you really are going to do it, if you really are going to unlock that potential and really make a go of something, where's the tipping point? Where's the magic? What is it? And they will have a vast story about it. And somehow it'll come back to you. It'll be if only you had done something, or if you hadn't done something in the past, then they would be doing what they said they wanted to do, or said they were going to do, or thought they were capable of doing, or even intrigued you to think they might do, which is a grift on a grift. That's the way they roll. That's the way they roll. So if you hear things like, well, if you would only... Or if you hadn't, or would if you would just get off my back and leave me be, you're always pushing or nagging. Or can't you just let it be? I'm going through something right now. I'll get to it. It's more important to you than it is to me. Why don't you believe in me? I thought you loved me. Why don't you believe in me? Why don't you, oh, here's a good one. 
Why don't you fund me for it up front? Why don't you invest in me? If you invested in me, then I would do it. Why don't you have faith in me? Why don't you love me enough? And it somehow just circles around and comes back to being your fault that they are not living up to any potential. Now, sure, when we meet somebody, especially when we're quite young, we are dealing with potential. Of course we are. Not every 25-year-old has reached their potential by any means. I'm not talking about those relationships. I'm talking about relationships with people that you've been in for a while. And you know that they're constantly not doing what they say they will do, not even doing what they say they want to do, because it's all story. It's not real. They're not going to do it. If they were going to do it, they would have done it by now. <clears throat> but they've got you hooked on it. And that becomes the future faking thing. It just hasn't happened, has it? But you want to believe it's going to. And they definitely want you to believe it's going to. And therefore you go around and around. And then you tell your friends, oh, they're about to. They're going to when they get the funding for, after they feel better, when they quit drinking, after they get the next promotion. You know, it's always things in front of it. Now, yes, of course, for all of us, there are things that have to be done in order to make something happen. But isn't it strange in the hijackle that there's always a new something, a new something. And if it isn't a new something, it's you who are standing in their way. And that makes a big difference because it's different than what I talk about being hooked on hope. Hooked on hope means you're hooked on the hope that the person you fell for is the real person, and they'll be back really soon. But really, banking on potential is something that you buy into. And they engage you in buying into it. And it is a grift, because it's never going to happen. But they engage you in buying into the idea that it will happen, so that you will support them further even though it's not happening. And that's real head shaker after a while, isn't it? You know, when you really realize how many times have I bought into it? You're just about to launch their business. They're just about to go back to school. They're just about to move into the next stage of their career. Or they're just about to get a job. You happen to have a hijackle who's not working then you really know what I'm talking about because they have all kinds of reasons why they can't go to work, why they can't bring in money. And then it all comes back to get off my back. Have faith in me. What's wrong with you? I deserve to be taken care of. That's a whole story in itself. You know, many times I've seen on Facebook memes that suggest that no one falls in love faster than a narcissist who doesn't have a job or a place to live. And that pretty much says it all, doesn't it? Because they see you as an opportunity so that they can latch on to somebody and get them to pay for something and believe in their potential. 
which they have never realized or come close to. But the story, the story they tell is everything. And you buy into it over and over. And you hope for it. You do. You want to believe it. But this episode is to hold up a mirror for you to say, how long have you been investing in the potential for something to happen that would make you happy and be a demonstration that you had chosen wisely, and yet you're still waiting? You may have been waiting for years. And they're never going to do it because they never have. They have no intention of doing it. They'll grift you along, engaging you, blaming you, shaming you, guilting you into being in their way of fulfilling their potential. But it's not you. It's them. And when we bank on the potential of someone else, it's a wonderful feeling. You know, you engage, you're in a new relationship. You think, oh, this is a together thing. This is a we thing. We'll make it happen. It'll be great. And often it is. But when you're with a hijackle, it seldom is. It's seldom going to manifest. It's seldom going to be so. Because it's all about fixing to get ready to sell you the story of their potential and then them not realizing. Now, yes, they could be very successful in business. I'm not just talking about things like that. You keep hoping that they're going to be loving. You keep hoping that once they feel successful or once they've achieved a goal or whatever, then they'll be more loving. Then they'll have more time for you. Then they will invest in the family gatherings and being home and participating in things. And you buy into that. Now, how many times have I heard this story? And just because I'm dealing with hijackles, of course, it happens with non-hijackles. But how many times have I heard the story? And the answer is many where they were grifted into working really hard while their partner became a doctor or an attorney or something that took a long time to achieve. And as soon as they graduated, the hijackle left because they grifted you into their potential but never allowed you to experience the fruits of that potential being realized. This is the kind of thing hijackles do on small levels and on large levels. And it's so important to see it. I know you may not want to see it, but it's important to see it. And if you are sitting there now listening, thinking, how many times have I bought into that? How much money have I invested? How many times have I set aside something I really wanted and invested in the potential that that hijacker was going to do something and they didn't and we both lost and have I even become a participant in it have I given up my own potential bankrupted myself in order to invest in the potential of a person who has no intention of investing in themselves or of actually doing something, changing something, being present, being a great parent, being a wonderful partner. 
It's a sad exploration, but it's an important one because you could be giving away your own potential while banking on another's. There's no equality, reciprocity, and mutuality in that. And if you're joining me for the first time, I'm talking about episode 115, the three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship. They must have equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. And if they don't have it, you don't have anything. You've got to build that. And that's not easy to do. But it has to be something that people are willing to. And if they're not willing to work toward equality, reciprocity, and mutuality, they're really good people to leave. Really. Because they will never be invested in a way that will give you a satisfying relationship. So how do you know if you're stuck in your partner's potential instead of their reality? How do you know? I'm going to give you a little list here, things to think about. How could I be invested more in their potential than I am of my own, or more in their potential, and definitely being disappointed on a regular basis, but still digging down to the depths of my toes to, to have some faith, to bring it forward, to believe the grift? Well, let's think about a few things. The first one is, you often feel let down. You just often go, oh, again, it didn't happen. There was no there there. What was promised was not delivered. And I'm not supposed to be disappointed because there was an excuse given. So you have that feeling of often feeling let down. And after a while, it's an exhausting thing, as most things to do with hijackles are. It's just exhausting to be let down so often. And yet you believe in them again and again. So after a while, it's really important to take those four healthy steps back and say, how long has this been going on? How frequently have I heard? Invest in my potential. Let me engage you in my potential. I don't plan on doing any of it, but let me engage you in it so you'll give me what I want. So you often feel let down. Another thing is you often feel disappointed in the partner or the parent or the sibling, whomever we're speaking of. You often feel disappointed because you've really got on their team. You really got behind them. You really wanted it for them. You really believed they might do it. And they had the words and the energy and the, the approach. They really engaged you and you became invested. And then it was letdown time again. It was disappointment. Like, why do I believe in you more than you? ever do something to show me that you're worth believing in? Why do I? It's a really important question to ask yourself. Or another way is, you argue for their potential when others point out that it's never being realized. So maybe your mother or father or sister says, you know, there's all these promises and nothing ever happens. And you find yourself saying, yeah, but... You know, you become a yeah, but. Yeah, but, you know, if we'd had the money, it would have happened. Yeah, but if we, if they didn't get sick or, yeah, but, well, it kind of lost momentum and we got a little fractured. But it'll happen one day. 
And, you know, I believe, I believe, and you won't listen to people saying things that remind you that they've never fulfilled on a potential before. And you are defensive about it. And you make excuses for them. Find that you're doing that often. Maybe you're invested and banking on their potential. And they've got you just pulled into that. And the evidence in reality is not there. It isn't happening. It's not getting better. It's not getting closer. Another thing you might know or feel that once you realize you're stuck is you tend to solve all the problems in the relationship. You are the one who solves all the problems. They don't. It's all on you. It all comes back to you. And if it doesn't come back to you, they'll make sure that it becomes your fault. And you're expected to do everything. And they do little. Why? Because they're out in the world painting that public picture of perfection while at home they paint a private place of pain. So they expend all their energy outside of the relationship. And the things they promised you, the potential that you see, is never realized. Now, it just could be that you are a bit of a Pollyanna and that you see more potential than is actually there. And unrealized potential is no different than no potential at all. Right? Unrealized potential is no different than no potential. So if you're reading the potential in, see it clearly. You might not want to, but see it clearly. Do I see more than the person sees? Do I see more than there is? Do I see more because I want to keep going with the relationship and I don't want to see that the relationship has stalled and is stuck and there's nowhere for it to go and it's going to stay just the same as it is right now? It's a big realization, a really big realization. It's such an important one when you finally come clean with yourself, with your thoughts, with your feelings. You know, I am more invested in the dreams of my partner, you may find, than they are in themselves. And I have no evidence in reality that they've ever done anything. It's all talk. It's all smoke and no fire. And when you really come clean with that, Disappointing as it is, it gives you a new baseline to make decisions from. So you end up solving all the problems in the relationship. And you also tend to focus on yourself as a problem. Well, if only if I hadn't, or if only I had, then things would be different. And then the hijackal tells you the same story and highlights it frequently. And you buy into it. So you're down on yourself. The hijackal is down on you. And it's totally clouded the picture that the hijackal is doing nothing. They're not going in the direction that you bought into the possibility of achieving with them. They're just not. So it's all simply smoke and mirrors. There is no there there. How else do you know you're stuck? You minimize where what they're not doing. 
oh, well, they do this. You know, I had a client say to me not long ago, she was making excuses in her mind for why why she shouldn't leave the hijackal husband she had. And she said, but he's a very good father. I said, really, what makes him a very good father? She said, well, he coaches softball. I said, no, that makes him a father. That doesn't make him a very good father. We don't get applause for doing what you're supposed to do. Right? Hijackals want applause for breathing, let alone doing what they're supposed to do. In most cases, they don't do what they're supposed to do, and they still want applause for it. So if you find yourself minimizing what they're not doing, you may be stuck in this whole idea of banking on their potential. And you don't want to be there. Really, if you're stuck on that potential rather than the reality, it's time for a reality check and go cash that reality check. I hope this episode will encourage you to do that. Okay, another way you know you're stuck. You generalize it like, well, lots of people don't do what they say they're going to do. Or lots of people are having a tough time right now. Or lots of people got laid off. Or lots of people have overestimated what they're capable of. But I'm going to hang in here anyway. Yeah, that's great when you're in an equal, reciprocal, mutual relationship. But if you're in a relationship with a hijackal, you don't have the ERMs. And they're not going to reach their potential as a partner. Now, remember, we don't just keep hearing that they're not achieving goals or they're not doing anything. They may not be achieving goals or doing anything, or they may be spectacular out in the world, but they are not doing what is required to engage in a rich, expansive, deep, loving relationship. So it's important to see these things. Another way you know they're stuck is you're rationalizing their behavior. You're the one who's always coming up with a story as to why it's okay that they don't and they can't and they won't. And if you become that person who rationalizes the poor behavior of others, what do we call that? You know, I did a whole episode on it. When you make excuses for the poor choices of others, you are enabling, right? So when you rationalize other people's poor choices, you are an enabler. And when you're an enabler, you have become codependent. And when you're codependent, they're always going to be more important than you are to yourself. And the whole thing topples like a house cart on top of you. You're stuck. You're underneath it. You take the fall. Right. Another way you know you're stuck is you justify why they don't do what they could do or what they say they're going to do. You, you justify it. You rationalize it and you justify it. Or you just keep looking at what they're really good at or what they do well, which is often, you know, worthwhile focusing on. But equally important is the things that aren't working. You have to be able to both look at those things and talk about them and make them work. And a hijackal is not about to do that. You know that already. So he may be stuck making excuses for them. 
you know? You've become the person that makes the excuse why they never go to a family function. Are you that person? They just don't want to be bothered. But you're making up fancy excuses about their health or their well-being or their need to do something else or, you know, whatever. You're not going to tell the truth about them. And so you're stuck. You're stuck focusing on their potential rather than their reality. Or maybe it's that you can't tell the truth about what they're doing because you're embarrassed. You're embarrassed that you're still putting up with this. You're still engaged with it. You're still buying it. And you know better. But you're not really ready to do it. And you don't know what to do. And if you don't know what to do, for sure, let's talk. If you want to talk to me one-on-one, I have a one-time, one-hour full consultation for new clients for only $97. Go to beaclient.com. Beaclient.com. And if you'd rather have a group experience, come over to my Emerging Empowered program at joinintoday.com. Joinintoday.com. And I want to thank people for supporting um, the the podcast. It really helps some people do that. And I'm very, very grateful when you do, whether it's a dollar a month or five dollars every now and again at <clears throat> patreon.com slash save your sanity. Patreon.com slash save your sanity. So many, many ways. Let's list a couple more ways that you know that you're stuck focusing on your partner's potential rather than the reality. You pretend it's going well. You start buying into the idea that, well, if this is as good as it gets, I better start saying it's better than it is. And you start even lying to yourself about it because you may not be very happy. You won't be satisfied. You won't be engaged in any intimacy, any emotional intimacy, because that's going to become unavailable to you. And you can't talk about real issues with a partner. And that's a problem. So that can lead to not feeling attracted or attractive anymore. And that's not going to work well for a relationship to grow and deepen and be enriched. And you may not want intimacy or you may be wanting for intimacy, and even that is denied because you're stuck in thinking, oh, we can have this wonderful relationship. If only it would be wonderful. I believe that I'm loved. But where's the evidence in reality? I've said those words three times in this episode. Now four, where is the evidence in reality of being loved? Are you settling for crumbs and therefore getting emotional malnutrition? Because it is so infrequent that you actually get consideration, are lifted up, feel important for a hot minute. Not good enough. You don't want to become enabling. You don't want to become codependent. You don't want to be all involved in them needing you. And their needing you validates your existence. That's giving your life away to another human. That's just giving it away. And letting them walk all over it. That's not good. And you know, a real killer 
of a relationship is actually sitting back and realizing that you have become their parent. You're not a partner. You have become their parent because you're always having to do the responsible thing because they don't. Those are really important things. And when you see all of that, when you see all of those ways in which you might be stuck and you're always buying into the potential and you're not looking at the reality, basically you're gaslighting yourself. You are telling yourself that your reality is not true and you're painting another reality. Oh, I know that's big. I know you may not want to hear it, but it's important to see that. You don't want to be gaslighting yourself that this person is going to live into this potential. This person even has the potential to be in a rewarding relationship, an equitable, equal, reciprocal, mutual relationship, that they can have the best interests of another human at heart. Hijackle doesn't. They have no intention of doing that. They're empathy deficient. So if you are gaslighting yourself into thinking that this is actually working, please wake up and smell the herbal tea right now and think about this. Rewind the podcast. Go back to the beginning. You tell that I'm used to the tape culture. but (laughs) Go back and play it again and again and again if you need to because these things are super important to see. You cannot be stuck on your partner's potential and not see their reality because it will hurt you. It will come back to bite you. You will waste time. You will give a poor example to your children. You will be unhappy with yourself. And it's not going to go anywhere good anyway. So on that very bright and happy note, I'll remind you to take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. And we'll talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Savior Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with $1 or $5 each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me by a video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting emergingempowered.com. Talk soon.